review, y'all. Jump. The rest of the film. Jump. With my boy, John Hastings. John Hastings open his bitch. And that new Dylan got broke. Dylan got. So what you got? You know what it is. Come on. Hello, everybody. It's time for the weirdest part of the Dudley Boys career, the TNA edition. My name is John Hastings, and please welcome uh, the man who wrote all of Shane Gillis's comedy, Dylan Gott. <laughs> I didn't write his comedy. I wrote his podcast. That's what got him in trouble. Does that does that not ring true for you, John? <laughs> yes, it does. I, as I was watching that all go down, I was just like... Yeah, that's going to be me, only I'm not going to delete it, and I'm going to have been pointed... As soon as I get a big job, I'm going to go, I'm going to need you to pay me right now. Uh, why? (laughs) (laughs) This is why I'm going to not be able to get a job at Staples Business Depot in three years. They'll be like, you said what? What I liked about watching the Shane Gillis thing go is I was like, well, I could... Of all the horrendous things I've said on this program, I could defend all of them in context. You can't defend what he was saying. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true, exactly. We, we do it as characters. We don't just go, like, <laughs> they just can't see the road well. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, that guy was just doing what I assume the WWF head office board meeting pre-chat was until 2015. Yeah, he was doing the first draft of every Attitude Era sketch. You just come out, you eat Chinese food, and then you go, "This shit's gross." <laughs> <laughs> and then they wanted to shoot, and they wanted Kai and Ty every week, but they just wanted to buy, uh, they just wanted to buy an Asian man and kill him every week. But Kai and Ty's fucking losers. I also don't understand, and this is this really shows my white privilege. Who thinks Chinese food is shit? It's the best of all the cuisines. Here's what I don't... I get complaining about the chemicals. What, MSG? Well, you're a piece of shit. MSG is naturally in any type of food that's fried, you fucking thumb-looking fuck. No, that's what I'm saying, though. I get, like, oh, there's too many chemicals in food. I get that. But, like, the taste, like, you can't... They Science worked for years to make food taste that good. And I think it's just ignorant to not appreciate how science is good. They scienced up some food. Like, all those plant-based burgers are all just straight-up science. Like, you're just eating science. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's pea protein. What does that mean? That means we took an extract of an extract of an extract, and we fused it with this other thing and made it in a lab. It's not just a bunch of, like... when veggie. Remember when veggie burgers in the 90s, when they were actual just vegetables, and you could just see the corn in them? They are fucking disgusting. Yeah, when veggie bur- when back in the Back when being a vegetarian meant... You were, you were worse than what Shane Gillis thinks a Chinese person is. <laughs> yeah, and I remember my mom was like, I'm being a vegetarian when I was eight. She had bought a box of veggie burgers. She had one bite of the burger and then just made herself another hamburger and we never talked about it again. Listen, I was a, <laughs> I was a vegetarian for like on and off again, for, but for five years straight. Um, and when I went to England in 2011... Most of the places I went to, the only thing I could get was fries. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. If you if you go in the north of England, uh, they'll just like be like, "Oh, what ve- what do you have for veggies?" And they'll just give you fries, and then they'll just give you like fried bread, just like the batter. Yeah, <laughs> just, they'll just give you a bunch of batter and fries. And be like, 
here you go, you fucking loser. It was so crazy. And also, by the way, they get really defensive about it. Like, they're like no, you could, there's lots of places you can eat now. And I'm like, yeah, now. I'm talking eight years ago before you guys realized, oh, we need to do something about our crippling heart problems. Yeah, and shart problems. Uh-huh. You can use that. What? Here's the thing. I realized I've never sharted in my life. You never shit farted? I've just full on shit myself or <laughs> made it to the toilet fine. I shit my pants. Of course. It was good. <laughs> when? That was when I was subletting uh, our good friend Chris Betts's place when I was in England. And he said, you should try writing at the park. And I said, I will try writing at the park. And then I had a... Um, uh, then I had a chocolate bar in this park, and I thought, this is a really good idea, Chris Betts, until I was in right in the middle of the park, uh, and it was a very big park, and I had to go to the bathroom. You know there's a bathroom and... in the middle of the park? No, not this one. <laughs> what? In the middle of Finsbury Park? Yeah. Yes, there is. Well, I didn't think I had to shit that bad, so I figured I'd go just walk home and then it became an issue (laughs) and then like shit my pants on the doorstep and then just like threw the pants out put put them in two garbage bags (laughs) my old you know what you're talking about you know what you see a guy yeah yeah yeah. when you know when you see a guy in like a dress shirt but he just got shorts on for some reason that guy just shit his pants there's no other explanation He either is he either had a one night stand and now he's like <laughs> just put shorts on or shit his pants. Whose room were you sleeping in with your shitted asshole? My old one? I cleaned my butthole. I didn't just shit my pants, throw the pants out and be like, oh, what's next up on the Eden docket? I mean <laughs> I do wish now I had. Yeah, me too. Just leaving little chocolate kisses all over the house. Ooh, do you guys want a Dylan's Hershey Kisses? Um, They're poopy. Which room was it that had your shitted pants in them? Your old room. Right. No, I no, I threw them out immediately. Of course you did. You don't shit your pants and then be like, your Wednesdays wear now. I know a few people <laughs> that have shit themselves and kept the pants, and I'm just like, well, you're a criminal. Yeah. No. That's like if you were. That's like if you were uh, burglarized and then like one of your family members died, and you were like. I'm still good in this house. <laughs> yeah, you would do that. That's something you would do. Speaking of being burgl- being burglarized and psychologically tortured, let's talk about the Dudley Boys in TNA. Dudley Boys. Team 3D. Brother Ray. Brother Devon. They debut on the very first episode of TNA on Spike. They come out TV to the quietest played theme song ever to the biggest pop ever. They got middle fingers on the back of their shirts, letting the Vince McMahon know what they think about him. <laughs> We're right. Booyah. Take that. These are our dicks. They are hard. When <laughs> but this is a cool time in wrestling because this is when everyone thought maybe TNA is going to make just is kind of just going to pick and choose who they take from WWE and use them to um, boost the roster, but instead they just took everybody. This is the time. It's very reminiscent to right now with AEW, where everyone's thinking this is going to be great, and they'll turn to WWE. In no way are they going to fuck it up. And much like I, now, I'm predicting AEW, it's going to get really bad. I have no idea. I don't know, uh, but, but let's talk about the fucking TNA game, baby. They were supposed to be the Deadly Brothers, and then they changed it to Team 3D. 
Which name is worse? The Deadly Brothers is so much worse. The Deadly Brothers sounds like something you would come up with for when you're naming a band that you're in with Bryn Potter. <laughs> me, and, me and Bryn have started a band. It's called The Deadly Brothers, and all of our songs are about <laughs> conspiracy theories. It sounds like legitimately like an East Coast Canadian brother duo that deals pills. Yep. Because everyone in the East Coast and Canada, not everyone, but in, what is that, Newfoundland? They say deadly? I, 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 deadly, yeah. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. part of the East Coast of Canada? The East Coast of Canada. Newfoundland, no. East Coast Canada is great. No, the East Coast of Canada everyone thinks is great. And then you, because you only ever spend three days in Halifax and you're like, oh, this is so fun. Think about all of the bullshit the, Halifax is the only place you can't wear ni- a nice coat for fear someone calls you gay. That place blows. No. It sucks. I wish the Halifax no, it's good. You can wear nice coats had now. killed everyone. Everyone. Here's what happened. Save for my someone brother's fun grandparents. Of John. Actually, they're cool. And <laughs> Your uh, John uh, was made fun of, and then the guy totally heckler destroyed him, and that's why he's so Not mad ha- at Halifax. That never happened. Never happened. John once. was like what no the guy was like uh here's the deal big head nice shirt sissy bitch and john was like nothing to come back with that he started crying and then he nutted because he's into that <laughs> i nutted <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah comedian nuts on stage i want to make a video that's that <laughs> What do you do for a living? <laughs> Besides the fact that Aaron Burr got his dick sucked on the stage at Yuck Yucks, do you think anyone's ever nutted on... Yeah, me. Every time I kill, I get pre-cum, and I kill a lot. Killed three times in 15 years. <laughs> three times in 15 yeah, years? More like 15 times in three minutes. Nope. Yeah, that's completely real. John, what would you do with Team 3D if you brought them in? It's 2005. You have them face America's Most Wanted. Great stuff. And then what's the second team? Oh, I'm going to make sure that Devon's wearing a girdle. <laughs> okay. The first thing I'm going to do is you better be wearing a fucking girdle. And then yep. I'm going to make sure that he goes up against Eric Young and Bobby Roode, also known as Team Canada. That's fine. I was more talking about the three live crew. Oh, yes. Dylan's favorite tag Because that led to, as we've talked about in the New Age Outlaws episode of the Billy Gunn saga... That led to the Voodoo Kid Mafia, a rap battle between Team 3D and the Three Live Crew, possibly one of the one of the most awkward to watch. <laughs> I would rather watch Katie Vick with my mom there <laughs> than watch this alone. Yeah, but you also love Katie Vick. Like you would laugh through Katie. I Vick. do You'd love like, Katie yeah, Vick. That's funny. That's how you treat ladies. Oh yeah, that's fine. I think Katie Vick should have been the champion of ECW at some point. I mean, if they hadn't turned that promotion into NXT, I guarantee they would have they would have done that. Why doesn't anyone had a manager that's just a dead woman, huh? Like a real dead body? Well, they did that kind of with Sister Abigail for Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Um, I am actually surprised Vince Russo hasn't done that. That sounds like such a Vince Russo. <laughs> Bro, the Undertaker's Bro. managed by his mom. His mom's dead. <laughs> bro and his mom. Check this out, bro. She's dead and she's filled with cum. <laughs> Why'd you drop your ac- accent? Because it's not real. Because <laughs> I'm not. Vince Russo's been dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
They're feuding with uh, Jarrett and America's Most Wanted. For those of you who don't know, America's Most Wanted was Wildcat Chris Harris and Cowboy James Storm. It was like a really good tag team around 2005. In a way. And um, basically, Team 3D just uh, defeated them a ton. And they lost all their heat because, you know what? Team 3D comes in and you got to book them strong. This is pretty much, we're talking about the other side of them booking a wwe also ran team like these guys just lost to the uh law resistance in wwe and now they're beating every big team that tna has i actually don't mind this because when they come in they are they are you don't remember them losing to la resistance you only remember them being like devon get the tables is that a woman put yeah, through the table nut like yeah 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 ooh, ooh. Yeah. Don't touch it. <laughs> but uh, they bring in Spike Dudley and call him Brother Runt. What is the, what do you think is the, is there a better option for them for renaming these guys? Or do you think Brother Ray and Brother Devon is the best option I think, they have? I think they should have just gone Team 3D, it's uh, Bubba Ray and, and Devon. Like they didn't need Brother, like. No, I think Bubba Ray was trademarked because they trademarked a bulk amount of stuff. They don't just trademark the name Bubba Ray Dudley. Otherwise, you could just put a he. He could just be Bubba Dudley. So I think they trademarked Bubba Ray, Bubba Ray Dudley, Bubba Dudley. Then how'd they get away with Devon? Is my question because <laughs> they wrote it Devon. D. So Devon was D apostrophe V O N because Bubba was always spelled B U. Uh, B-U-H-B-U-H. No, it was Bubba B-U-B-B-A. No, I don't think it was in the Fed. No, it was, yeah. Because they dropped the stuttering No, thing. I know they dropped the stuttering thing, but I don't know. Do you think they should have just added more Bs? Like Bubba with that nine Bs? That would have been really fun. Oh, you ba, ba, are ba, right. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, yeah, they changed it. Um, they changed it because it's fun. Well, somebody suck me off. Check this out. It's 2000. Now we're going to skip ahead here. Team 3D's been having some fun. We have, uh, of course, feuded with the LAX a bit. They're feuding with Samoa Joe. Um, and they feud with the reanimated corpse of the Steiner brothers. And Rick Steiner does not look good. No. This is also very interesting in that the steam comes off the train very quickly. They debut end yeah. of 2005. And so fast it goes from like this team, this team, this guy, did. it's like 2006, and I don't care. Yeah, basically, you flash forward three years, and nothing has happened. And you have to understand what the Team 3D being brought in to face. Because this is the other thing: is TNA can immediately do the Outlaws versus Dudley's feud again but like do it well because they kind of pa were passing through. Like you never really got the established Dudleys against the established outlaws. So now you can do that feud. They're handed that feud. They have a bunch of fun, exciting new teams to work with. Like aforementioned America's most wanted. Even team Canada is really good. Even though the gimmick is kind of lame. I've always liked the, liked the team uh, Canada gimmick. Also LAX has been around for so much longer than I realize. Yeah. Hernandez was also like 40 during this time no. as well, which is crazy. Oh, yeah, he's just got a nice body. He certainly does. I'd give him a kiss. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, but just just some fun Vince Russo stuff. Like they they uh, face LAX in a ghetto brawl. That's not good. I mean, (laughs) I'm all for political correctness, much as this podcast would lead you believe I am mostly just for the Proud Boys beating up pregnant women while I go, yes, yes, yes. Um, That's actually what Dylan wants. I don't understand when ghetto we're going to get rid of in popular vernacular because it just seems like it's here to stay. Even though it's like, you know, ghetto, the term the Nazis used for where they put the Jews before they fucking killed them. (laughs) <laughs> we should just really break it down I, like I would have called that a low income black people street fight yeah I would have just called it a um, marginally impacted poverty stricken area street fight <laughs> P- poverty fight sounds good oh yeah poverty fight sounds like a fucking awesome band see what I would do is I would have a wrestling company and it would be a winner gets the other one's house and it would not be a real fight. It would be staged. And I would literally make, like, let's say Team 3D wins. I would make Team 3D get LAX's house. And then LAX has to, like, just watch Team 3D just live in their house. I just want to point out, yeah, that would be very good. Just watching Devon just break a bunch of plates and just yell, testify to sink. Or just watching Bubba Ray. Like, imagine you're, you're like, you're Hernandez. You've worked very hard for this house, and you're a very in-shape man. And then you just watch Bubba Ray real-time eat three separate companies' fried chicken and have diarrhea in your toilet <laughs> with a door open. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Too much of it. I always get the sandwich from Popeye's. The chicken from KFC and the <laughs> buns from churches. <laughs> oh. oh, no. I could still probably fit one spicy chicken in. No, I can't. How come it's wet and dry at the same time? <laughs> so, they feuding with some fun, fun teams, such as Motor City Machine Guns. They feud with uh, Abyss and Matt Morgan, which is one of those classic teams where it's like, you guys are tall, now you're a team. But uh, <laughs> they're active in the, do you remember the f- TNA Frontline versus the Main Event Mafia? I mean, I remember the variety of times that this feud. Is th- th- this happened before or after, and I don't remember this happening, that Shark Boy and Curry Man... Just did a bunch of tag team matches with the New Age, uh, with the with Team 3D. So this was the weird part where it's like, like, bear in mind that's within two years of them debuting. They are they go from we got to now do for the first time New Age Outlaws Dudley Boys to Christopher Daniels and Stone Cold Shark Boy are the best tag team to go up against Team 3D. Go ahead, Dylan. No, just because this was the uh, at the beginning in two thousand and five, you had Jerry Jarrett booking it, which is old school. Like for whatever you want to say about Jerry Jarrett's shitty payoffs, pretty much everyone agrees. Like it's one of the better creative speaking, better territories Memphis was in the early eighties. Like people cribbed a lot of stuff from Memphis and made like Memphis did the. They were there was there was a bunch of cuss words. There was a uh, hardcore matches. They just didn't call them hardcore matches, which is very funny because whenever you hear someone from that territory complain 
about ECW. Essentially, they're complaining is, uh, we did the matches. We were just too dumb to brand them. That's what they were complaining about. <laughs> it's like, we just, we didn't think it was a thing. We just wanted to have a king who's good and then sometimes bad. When he grows a goatee, that means he's bad. Yeah, and, and how he, and he invented hulking up. He would take off his one strap, look into the, uh, look into the audience. He would see a 14 year old. He would go, ha ha ha. It's illegal, <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> he would say, ripe cunt. Oh, and then he would Jesus fucking <laughs> pile drive that culo. Uh, oh, you know what I mean? No, he wouldn't ever. Why? He said that. No. He said that. He said that to I, me. Why did he say it to you? He has a restaurant, actually. And if you uh, combine all the menu items, you get eggs. And the eggs are called 14. And then the uh, bacon is called that's and then the toast is called just and uh the free coffee is called right can i have that's 14's just right breakfast yeah (laughs) how long did it take you to figure that out nine seconds (laughs) i don't know oh geez the frontline story sucked because the main event mafia always beat them up basically what if you took the cool out of the nwo that was the main event mafia i'm listening what if the main event like the main event mafia was like what if the nwo storyline just kept going in the background even after wcw folded like if that makes any sense, like it just kept on going. The wolf pack just died off because everyone in the wolf pack died of natural causes. And then the ghost of Kurt Angle forms a heel group. And at lockdown, this is a fun thing, though. One thing I really liked is this is during the time when they had a um, working relationship with uh, Noah. So they had the IWGP championships. Oh, my God. I'm really... Uh, out of the loop on Japanese wrestling. Yeah. Whatever company has the IWGP titles, like the world title and the tag title, uh, they had a working relationship with. So, like, for instance, this was when Kurt Angle won the IWGP title. Of course, Team 3D um, wins the IWGP tag championships. And basically, you just get, which would have got is a new person over way better, but Team 3D comes out covered in belts because they have the NWA titles, they have the TNA titles because TNA has seceded from the NWA at this point, and the IWGP titles. So you got a lot of goldy gold and you could really put them over, but instead of putting those titles on... This is also, by the way, the time where the Team 3D start getting weirdly out of shape in that they look like... They look like they're both wearing shirts, but nothing else, but they are wearing Oh, yeah, jeans. yeah, yeah. Also, Bubba Ray had a mohawk during this period, but he's balding, so it was real bad. Like, it was a mohawk that started, <laughs> like, 90% through his head. <laughs> and he was like, doesn't this mohawk look cool? And I remember the crowd being like, ah. Like, it wasn't cheering or booing, it was just a noise. <laughs> the noise of people yelling, no. <laughs> I always said it did. I was, I was like, it's cool, man. You look good. Oh, really? Yeah, no, we were friends, actually. Like, Oh, you and the you and the Dudleys? Yeah, people don't know this, but they'd call me sometimes and be like, hey, John, um, do you have any advice for stuff that's going on? And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I do. Um, Devon, what you want to do is you want to just, like, wear a girdle uh, and then, but just tie a sweater around your waist and... Uh, People will think that uh, you're not wearing a girdle, even though you clearly are. But are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good stuff. Thank you. Do you know what? It's it's uh, 2010. 
Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff have taken over TNA. It's so crazy. And people are thinking that they were there for five years before Eric Bischoff came in and was and with Hulk Hogan was like, man, time to really rob some money. Like the guy who owns Panda Energy, do you think he just looks at his daughter and just yells whore in her ear? Like just where's my fucking money, Dixie? Where's my fucking money? I think it was literally going to be called Tech Shelter Wrestling League for a while. Hide our losses, professional wrestling. It's insane. That for sure. It's just like it's just a place to dump a bunch of expenses when you're that rich, though, right? Um, I know, but it's also just they take weird over that she, how much she suddenly thought she was smart. Like, oh, it's fucking weird. Well, I mean, that's she's been treated well her whole life. When you're that rich, no one ever disagrees with you. I assume. I'm quite rich. People disagree with me all the time. They disagree with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What do they say? Oh, that money's not yours. <laughs> that's good stuff and I'm like no it's mine they talk like fucking idiots yeah like do, do, you, 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 you. and I was like excuse me that is an inappropriate tone of voice mum to be using and she's like oh I'm just nice. doing an impression of Dylan and I was like mum very rude and inappropriate but then your mom's fucking rubbing her fucking pussy thinking about me buddy <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck you. <laughs> you just thought about that anyway how do you know that Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan because people are thinking this is going to be WCW all over again it's so. It's not going to be WCW yeah. all over again because what's the first thing that happens at Against All Odds for Team 3D? They lose to the Nasty Boys. Yeah. <laughs> they lose to the Nasty Boys, and what you don't see on camera is they go uh, backstage, and Brian Nobbs. Uh, what's Nobbs and Sags? Uh, mm-hmm. What is it? It's Brian Nobbs. What's the other one's names? Jerry Sags. Jerry Sags. <laughs> uh, they were cool. They were cool in the early '90s. I remember them. Being they cool. They were cool as fuck in the earth. Look at a picture of them at Against All Odds. They're both impossibly fat. <laughs> oh, I remember this. They're both so. They're both so fat. I'm looking at it up right now. Against all odds. It's really good stuff. Just having the nasty boys Whoa. win is so funny. What's even crazier is looking at photos of them now. Like it's just two senior citizens. Yeah, it looks like are the ones they've chosen to have. Win games or sorry matches like these guys won matches and they're senior citizens. <laughs> I do wonder. Like I can't tell that at this point, 2010 Hall um, TNA. Are they looking at the uh, at at so, let's say Team 3D and they don't know who they are or they're just like fuck them. They're not our friends. I think that they're like we need to draw ratings and the nasty boys are ratings. That's what they think. But that's not Because true. the Nasties come in and run rough shot over TNA. Well, that makes sense. They do do Pity City really well. <laughs> yeah, they're just a terrible, terrible... And they're like known jackasses back to the Ken Shamrock story where like they fucking attack Ken Shamrock. My personal favorite is that they once just stole Ric Flair's shoes and poured beer in them. Yeah, and but they're just friends with Hulk Hogan, so they'll always... Have a job. Apparently, I don't know if this this is rumor or conjecture, but apparently, because Arn Anderson's a known sociopath, he did fight both of them, and like one of them, he's like, that one can fight, the other one cannot. Focus on the one who cannot. (laughs) (laughs) Just Arn Anderson fighting the nasty boys is insane because you understand the size difference. Like they're half a foot taller than this guy. What I also like is that he's clearly fought them just so he knew who was strong. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, that's how Arn Anderson works. I don't fight out of anger. I stab Again, out of it's anger. It's so upsetting to me that Arn Anderson is working at uh, AEW and not about to start working at a Home Depot and create the most efficient Home Depot the world has ever seen. <laughs> so they have their little feud with the Nasty Boys. Everyone is sad because the team, Team 3D by this point, like working with the Steiners and the Nasty Boys are the young up-and-comers. Yeah. And they do the EV 2.0 angle, which is an ECW invasion angle. But they can't use any part of ECW, so they just put EV 2.0. And this is, you understand, ECW... I think, is ECW still on TV? WWECW? ECW is still on TV. Very much still on TV. And they can't get Paul Heyman, obviously, so they have to get Todd Gordon. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Ups- absolutely phenomenal work from start to finish is this fucking angle. Oh, it's good stuff. To, I'm trying to look up when exactly, when exactly they stopped it, but... Basically, every, what I'm saying is everyone is so tired of ECW, uh, of ECW nostalgia at this point. Like, the rebooted ECW on sci-fi strangled any amount of goodwill these people have. Yeah, be, and, ECW, EC, like, e, ECW died about a month into the WWE television program and then they dur- they dug the corpse up and fucked it when they made Vince McMahon the ECW champion wearing that do-rag. <laughs> I mean that was the best part. Yeah, it it stops in 2010. So they like everyone's already so upset with ECW and they're like well, let's do ECW again. Granted and then they had these guys, just as they were starting to, like, the pills and the chair shots were starting no, to take the, effect. I, so I disagree. The pills and the chair shot, like, it was... I remember watching the EV 2.0. Tommy Dreamer looks actively injured. Yeah, that's true. Like he, and Sabu just looks so, like, confused. Oh, it's brutal. It's, a, it's brutal to watch. And, again... And it's such a hodgepodge, because here's, here's who they are. Here's they are. Here the, here's the... <laughs> no, not even. Mick Foley, Tommy Dreamer, Raven, Stevie Richards, Rhino, Simon Diamond, Al Snow, Rob Van Dam, and, and then eventually the Dudleys. Big Sal Graziano. <laughs> and then they had... Um, they were, of course, Team 3D was accompanied by Joel Gertner, and they beat uh, Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney on a show, but... Balls Mahoney sold his name when he joined WWECW, so Balls Cajones is born. <laughs> they kind of just called him Nutsack Testicles. <laughs> I mean, then your wrestling name would be gone forever. He's so. I think nut. I think Nutsack Testicles is Jerry McDivitt, the lawyer for the WWE, had to sit in a room with Balls Mahoney. And get him to sign a contract for his name. I really like the idea of... Because Balls Mahoney is never... Like, there's some people... I get it. Like, Steve Austin leaving and going to another wrestling company and wrestling. Obviously, you want... I have the Stone Cold trademark. I have the Steve Austin trademark. You don't want them to benefit from that. 
But Balls Mahoney, like trademarking his name is just like, I never want you to make $100 again. You max out at 75 now. What? Why? Because fuck you, Balls. Uh, <laughs> do I get to watch your daughter sleep? You never got to, but I get drunk enough and then any girl's your daughter. That was supposed to be my... <laughs> balls Mahoney? Yeah. Nutsack testicles. I copyright <laughs> that one just for fun. Just call him Balls. Also... Like, it's crazy that his name... What about Balls Baloney? (laughs) That's fantastic. Balls Baloney? Balls friggin' Baloney? That's good stuff. The Cherish Wing and Freaks. Also, are both Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney dead, or is it just Balls Mahoney? Uh, I think Axel Rotten is on death's door, I would say. Yeah, there's no way he's not not doing well. There's no way that he's... Because he's the guy who never lost weight and was like, I'm just going to cut up on cocaine. Oh, yeah, Axel Rotten died uh, three years ago now. Yeah, good. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, and then there's... um. Oh, there's a very depressing documentary called The Axel Rotten Story that I forgot I had uh, watched, and that's not good. Don't want to watch that. Watch it if you want to cry. Heroin overdose. YOLO died like a man. That's sick. Yeah, I didn't die like a man. I you didn't go out fucking. That's how I want to. I want to die the way that Matthew McConaughey's dad died. Jim McConaughey. What was that? He just uh, did heroin as a dick. No, he died fucking his wife, and then his wife almost got arrested because the paramedics were taking him out of the house, and she kept trying to m- remove the blanket so every, all the neighbors could see his big dead dick. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's that, that's how you die, goddamn. <laughs> On that lovely story, we're going to have to take a break because we're going to be back with of course uh Bubba Ray Dudley's 180 oh, and yeah. somehow gets himself into relevance after being in a tag team for fucking 17 years and then of course they throw that all away and eights, go to the baby. WWE for Ooh, one back page. What another half an hour of absolute TNA loving we got going for you. All right, we'll talk to you after the break. But first, I just want to say this. I am Jim McConaughey. <laughs> oh, hi, everyone. I think you're all wondering, does Dylan use condoms? No, and that's why you need to do- donate to Patreon because he has a lot of children his wife doesn't know about. I am the king. I coined the phrase risky cream pie. <laughs> and you need to give to Patreon to help my maybe there's a baby fund. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. If you don't want to do that, uh, you're a fucking loser. But if you're still a fucking loser and you're okay with that, rate us on iTunes. It does help with the algorithms for old fucking uh, Steve Slobs' goddamn Apple things. So rate us on iTunes, rate us on SoundCloud, rate us in real life, 1 to 10. Here's a hint, we're both 10s. I just want to say as we head into the second half of the Dudley's TNA career, I hate TNA so fucking much. We literally just... I love it. I hope AEW's TNA... Oh, fuck you! I hope they have mud contests and then it's a bit of a big misdirect. Like, ooh, we're going to have a lot of Yoshi talent... Uh, we're gonna have a, what is Joshi talent? Oh, I'm so sorry. Kenny Omega wants a lot of Japanese women's wrestlers, and we'll have them because we got a dildo with three sides. Now fuck each other, you dumb <laughs> bitches. That's what I hope happens. And then he does a misdirect, and he was like, "My character was never gay. He was homophobic." And then the Confederate flag comes on. They burn the Canadian flag. They have to burn it. And that's what I hope it is. So in 2009. 
uh, or 10, I can't ever remember. Yeah, after the EV 2.0, so 2010, uh, Bully Ray is born. Team 3D are considering retirement at this moment, um, and Bubba is offered a singles run. He creates Bully Ray. Uh, basically, the gimmick is a bully. He's just a new metal bully who goes around TNA and basically talks about having sex with your sister. Oh, wait, I already did, and she loved it. I got a wide dick. But the thing to understand here also is this is he loses 100 pounds and just gains muscle. Like, it's insane. It's insane how uh, this guy clearly did some steroids for the first time in his life because you can't do this in that amount of time. Um, <laughs> you can't. He did some steroids just to look good for a minute. And uh, he was the biggest star in T. Like, just clearly was the biggest star in TNA for a little while. Um, he has a feud with Devon, where it incorporates Devon's sons into the feud. Which I didn't even know Devon had. Like, it doesn't seem like Devon has kids. Why not? I don't know. It just doesn't seem... He's a religious no, man. No, he's not. Yeah, he, he seems like the kind of guy that makes change in a collection plate. <laughs> no he's a religious man say whatever you want bro I guarantee you he's not I say what I want all the time and he's a religious man you fat bitch do you, you know? want to fight do you know what this is this is also the feuds between immortal and fortune oh that's of course correct yes this is the more annoying the most annoying time in fucking wrestling this is the fucking time when they were like oh AJ Styles uh, you want to fuck a lot, um, and you're going to be with Ric Flair, and they really come across like they don't know how to have sex. This is, looking back on it, it's going to sound weird, uh, Ring of Honor's time where they almost were uh, number two because they were on HDNet at this time, uh, which is Mark Cuban's television network and they had so much talent that we would now know as like obviously uh seth rollins they had now who cesaro is they had cash ozono back when he didn't love candy so much really really good uh really good wrestlers and you look at the wwe uh 2011 actually no 2011 is isn't that the pipe bomb no 2011 is the pipe bomb baby was it so okay, so that that's going well, but like you look at TNA and it's just a bunch of dog shit. Like you understand Bully Ray is a very very good character. Like he did some he's just a straight up wrestling heel, but he just uh points he uh does a great camera trick where he's uh he points to his calves cuz his calves are very defined mm-hmm. because the secret to being fat is you just have big calves cuz you got to carry all those goddamn LBs around with you. How do your calves look, baby? Oh, they're very thin. Like, I want to be... Oh, I have body image issues. Psych. I'm not a bitch. That was really good. Anyway. Thanks, man. Of course, he goes into that wonderful angle where he's going to pwn Brooke Hogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that. That's my favorite part. He, a man who could be her father easily. And you're supposed to just be like... Like, at least if you're going to do that angle, just be like... Oh, also, Brooke's dad was never around so that's why <laughs> like this, her manager should have been her therapist who was like your father he's you're just he's trying to have sex with him as a father figure 
You also know that, by the way, they had a actual fucking, um, uh, they had an actual bachelor party for this fucking uh, fake wedding because That's Tommy Dreamer and uh, Bubba Ray Dudley love strip clubs so much and they talk about it like, <laughs> they talk about strip clubs like most people talk about breathing. I mean, why wouldn't you? That's great. I've been to a strip club three, two to three times in my life. Never enjoyed it. One of the times I was there, I got called gay by a stripper, and Dylan la- loved it more than life. Yeah, of course, because you were just uh, there was. Here's the problem: we went in on a Monday we drunk. On a, and no, no, Monday, no, 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 no. We went on a Sunday drunk. Was it Sunday? It was Sunday, the Lord's Day. Oh man, that was crazy because I've never seen a strip club that empty in my life, and it was just. Strip clubs in the United Kingdom, so in in North America, the ones I've been to at least, this is not, I shouldn't say, I've been, I've been to one in Florida, and it was less weird than the one in London, England. That's, that's bad. Yeah, that's a real indictment of the London, England one. Yeah, because the strippers in, from the most part in North America, from my experience, if you say, I don't want it, then they just like leave. Uh, but in England, they don't take no for an answer. They just go, come on, pl- now. <laughs> just and Dylan was offered to go into the S&M room, which I I love so much. You had to go to... And I said no, because and not because of beliefs, because of money. money. <laughs> <laughs> I love your honesty with that, too. And then... It's money. I don't want to... Spending that many? There was. I've never known fear more than when we turned the corner and saw someone, another friend that was at the strip club with us, just taking out lots of money from the machine. No, he didn't. He ask us like, "Is is whatever is a hundred pounds too much for?" And then we just like grabbed him. And he threw looked at him us and went, "Is seventy five pounds too much to eat a stripper out?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the like what the service charge on that was like five quid. Good stuff. Anyway, you know what? I honestly made me uh, happier than that story. Wait a minute, that wasn't a sentence at all. Ace and it, aces and eights. 2012 bully ray starts becoming a leader of his own faction what they do is actually ended up being okay weirdly no one liked it at the time he's the main no no he's the main guy fighting aces and eights and then at the end it turns out it was his plan all along and they did do a lot of really subtle things to hint at that bully ray was always in cahoots with aces and eights but what they didn't do was make it make sense that why would you get them to beat you up for like a year? <laughs> no, and there's also, they don't hint at anything. So like what subtle things do they hint at that is like, oh, maybe he's with them. I remember, and frankly, if I had put more effort in this podcast, I would have watched it. But I remember an episode where they did a whole rundown at the top of like these little hints that they had dropped. They had like a five minute video on like, I fooled you all along, Hogan. It was my plan. I was going to win the title and blah, blah, blah. And um, then he showed a video of like just little stuff they did along that would have made a lot of sense. It would have been really cool had they not beaten Bully Ray up for the previous six months every single fucking week. I say I with a hammer. 
Like, that was their, like, sledgehammer weapon, was, like, a ball-teen hammer. Yeah, because they're not fucking pusses. And the Aces and Eights were just basically a reaction to the Sons of Anarchy, which is uh, maybe the most white trash television show yeah, of all time. So- I'm just going to say it. The Sons of Anarchy was just <laughs> was just Sopranos for Anglo Saxons. Yeah, I'm going to throw this out there. It's, it is also the worst television show that's ever been made. It's so bad. Immediately, they're like, he's in Ireland now. <laughs> the Sons of Anarchy go to Ireland. <laughs> Season three. Did we actually go to Ireland? No, but uh, all these American actors can't do the accent, so enjoy that. Okay, cool. Bye. <laughs> oh, looks like... No, I, we meant Ireland, Wisconsin, I guess. Yeah, we are Yeah, we meant... Um, fuck you. That's what we meant. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> they, of course, wrap up the Aces and Eights storyline. Um... And Bully Ray uh, turns babyface later on and is inducted into the TNA Hall of Fame because that's what happens after you've been there for nine years and nothing's really Longer happened. Longer than he ever was in WWE. Suck me sideways and call me Dylan. But his run as a top guy has kind of come to an end. So they go to WWE in 2015 and Bubba Ray debut, re-debuts as a surprise entrant at the Royal Rumble. And he does the Get the Tables thing with R-Truth, because any black person will do, right? And um, he has gained uh, that 100 pounds back and looks horrible. Yeah, it doesn't look good. You know when someone just puts on a lot of weight again all of a sudden? Yeah, like you? Uh-huh. No, like no. you? No. But someone puts on a, a bunch of weight, like, very quickly... It's uh, it was like that. It was just like, and also made him look way balder. Like the dude, the dude was looking yoked before. Like if you look at pictures from this guy from 2013, and then look 2015, he's a chunk again immediately. Actually, it's not even 2015. It's like he looks really bad. He looks really bad. Like as soon as he enters the WWE again. <laughs> It's crazy. Oddly, he looked like when he's fat, he looks like a redneck. But then when he's thin, finally in his life, he looks Italian. Like he actually looks Italian for the first time, which is crazy. Um, but the Dudleys win the titles, of course, in their short run in 2015. And they finally get to the part where they're putting over the Usos. Um, they are, they're feuding with the New Day for a hot minute and basically just do the old guy thing of, like, jobbing out to everybody. They do some fun table stuff when they get in at first, but for the most part, um, they're out uh, pretty quickly. So it's 2015 to 2016, and, of course, Bully Ray right now is in uh, Ring of Honor. I'm so confused on what happened, like, because it's this weird thing of they get to the WWE, people are excited that they're there, then it's kind of like they don't do anything with them. Enzo Amore and Big Cass debut during them, and then they kind of just leave. And Bully Ray goes to Ring of Honor, and every 20 minutes is retiring. Well, because Bully Ray, like, basically Bubba wanted to do Bully Ray in WWE, and then Vince said no, because that would involve, like, if you get a new character over, you have to A, invest time in him, B, he would have just gotten a bunch of Bubba Ray chants, is what Vince was thinking, and he's, 
way more helpful to a tag division at this point where like people forget this but the new day had just turned heel so they're just working on their record tag reign at that point and the usos have been around for a while but now they're actually starting to get over like it's way more it's way more helpful if you have an old team around like that who can do some old spots, get some old eyes on it, and then lose to all your new teams. I see what you're saying, but a way to then shift out of that and get double your money is if you know Devon doesn't want to be around or you know one of the guys wants to do Bully Ray, you eventually have him turn on Devon, which most of the WWE audience has never seen. Well... The problem there was, with the name Bully Ray at least, was uh, that Vince McMahon was doing all that anti-bullying stuff, so they couldn't have him have that name. That's flat out what he said. Because he's like, I can't be Bubba Ray Dudley and do this character, so I need to be Bully Ray. And then Vince said, I can't have a character on my TV named Bully Ray anymore with all this BSR campaign stuff we have going on. That was the story. I mean, you can, you dumb bitches. No, that's what that's what he said. He can't have he can't promote being a bully on his television. And then what he did was he just um, called uh, he called the nearest grocery store and complained about a cashier, so she would get fired. And then he laughed. I like that. That I like that a lot. He was like, "Yeah, I, she sold me a bunch of. Uh, she said it was I, I got celery, but then she didn't. I didn't notice she'd stuck them all up her fucking pussy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm listening. And then uh, they were like, "That's highly irregular." She's like, "Yeah, well, I guess you're gonna have to fire her." And then she went, "But she has three kids." And he went, "I know." Then he laughed, hung up the phone. And you know who? And you know who one of those kids were? Dylan got nailed it. That's true. I raised myself. I raised myself. I raised myself is what Dylan says to his dick. So. Looks at his dick and he goes, raise yourself and he gets hard. What's he looking at when he gets hard? It's a gun. Cool. They do a bit of indies. Devon retires and basically becomes a road agent. And that's what's happened now. Devon is a road agent for... Um, YOLO for the WWE, which is good. And uh, he, Bully Ray, is in Ring of Honor right now. And he's won the six-man tag team titles. And uh, he's basically doing a weird thing right now where he's... Have you ever wondered what I thought about Ring of Honor having a six-man tag title? What do you think? Nice, you just shit I, your pants. That was the one of the whatever fifth time in your life you uh, shit your pants. Seventh? I've shit myself three times during this podcast. Ooh, I don't need protection because. But I guess we can talk about this bullshit because every other podcast did for a minute. This happened. Uh, when the fuck did this happen? Yeah, this happened in June of this year, so three months ago. Um, Bully Ray took a fan backstage and said, you're a piece of shit. Don't make fun of, don't call women sluts. Yeah, I, I only, I think you only mentioned this as something that you didn't like. So what exactly happened? 
I think Dylan Dylan was having a mega hat sized while this was occurring, and so I didn't get all the information. Here's what the fan said. Um, this I'm I'm just gonna cut out all the like stupid stuff. Honestly, God's story that can be backed up by half a dozen people. Show starts. Dark match is some local girls fighting. Allure interferes at the end. Velvet and I exchange words along with the rest of Allure. Nothing crazy. Mandy Leon spits on me from the side. Not preferable, but I honestly don't care. Segment ends. Side note, I love and respect 99% of all wrestlers. Blah, blah, blah. Some opening match happens. Wildly unimportant. Second match occurs, and it's a local versus local. Allure interferes at the end. I'm mouthing off at all the girls for no reason other than they're the bad guys. Boo, you're trash. Get lost. No one wants you here, etc. At some point, Velvet Sky loses her cool and is challenging me to come in the ring. She tells me to suck it, calls me a pussy, etc. No problem, get your heat. Calls me a virgin. I remember. I remind her that she has sex with that fat turd bully Ray. Call them a tramp stamp trio. End segment. She goes to the back. Fast forward about five minutes, I get a tap on the shoulder. Hey, we're here with security and we need to talk to you about that incident that occurred. Immediately, I think allure of the allure stuff, but I think that Mandy got in trouble for spitting backslash face palming me. Then I kind of think it is this is a joke and look around. No signs of a joke from my buddies or crew. I'm super perplexed and think there might be a miscommunication because nothing so far was a big deal at all. I oblige and follow security. Security takes me to backstage. I'm still perplexed by the entire thing and honestly very hesitant to follow them because they kept saying, we need to talk to you about an incident. No details, just leading me into the back. What's happening? I get to the back, sees Bully Ray. Bully Ray said, hey, I heard an incident with some of you with the girls. I said, I guess. And then he said, I'm lost. Here's the deal. You're talking down to them. You need to treat them with respect. Don't be saying anything you wouldn't say to your mom. You got it? I'm not trying to act up. I was legit being intimidated with with purpose, and I wasn't about to get kicked out during match three, so I just bit the bullet and said, sure, yes, sir, I understand. He said, end of convo, go be a fan. Security led me back to my seat. And then Bully Ray said, I could not have been nicer to said fan. Yes, nice, hard to believe. I never threatened, intimidated, or berated said fan. I handled the situation with the exact opposite way most would assume uh, with decorum, blah, blah, blah. Do you think, because basically they allege that he uh, yelled, called Velvet Sky a whore, and uh, this guy alleges he was just booing the heels. Now, what do you, do you, like, what do you think? Do you think it's fine to just yell at them, or do you think that it's not fine. I don't think that he... I don't know why he took him in the back. Like, I don't know why he took him in the back, all that sort of stuff. That's where it gets weird for me. Yeah, it's a bit like a principal talking to a student. Also, like... I don't think it matters. Like, I am a comedian, and we get called a lot of things. Obviously, a woman should be never be subjected to that type of stuff but it's also pro wrestling and their heels so it's kind of like you're yelling at a character and yeah the i can understand old school people reading this and being like terry funk was stabbed nine times do you know what i mean <laughs> terry funk was stabbed multiple times by different people after matches and now your character's working too well that someone is mad at you and you can't be that type of mad. You just have to boo. Like, it's 
wrestling gets no heat as it is, and now when you get heat, they're not even allowed to really express it. Yeah, like it just like if you take if you get someone actually mad, go on. What they say is probably not going to be what they want the world to hear. Like, it might not be politically correct. If you get someone actually mad, and that's the whole point of wrestling, is to get the bad guys get you mad. Right? Yeah. No, the whole thing's kind of fucked. The whole thing's ridiculous. I... But, like, you shouldn't... Call a woman a whore, but also, like, was she being a fucking whore? You know what I mean? I mean, great great point, Dylan. I'm here to fuck. Yeah, it's weird that you keep making that point. So basically what people say is the only reason that he confronted this woman, or sorry, this man, is because that was his girlfriend. And uh, I think that's quite possible. Maybe I don't know. I just think I did, like don't take the fucking like if you have a problem with the fan who want to get it kicked out, get building security to do it. I don't understand why you need to do it yourself. Like I just the whole vibe is I it's fucking weird. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. Like just beat him up. Like and then Cornette being like on the, his podcast when talking about it, I was like. We would have fucking just beat the fucking shit out of him, me and Bobby Eaton. And it was like, I guarantee most fans could beat up you and Bobby Eaton. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My fucking, I'd fucking kick the shit out of you if my wrist didn't hurt so much because of the fucking arthritis. Oh, I was, uh, I was with a wrestling fan who claimed that he knew some people in OVW and said that Jim Cornette liked to fuck the other wrestlers in OVW, which... Great nice. Fun. Was that the same wrestling fan that told you that Vince McMahon fucked Trish Stratus? Of course it was the same guy. <laughs> I love guys who have the scoop, but they don't have the scoop. Yeah. What? Like, of course. Like, how? Yeah, Sting's going to win the world title tomorrow. What? Trust yeah, me. Sting's coming back, and his gimmick's going to be he's gay. Once again, for anyone that uh, didn't see the alt right coming. We knew the oh. alt-right before it was called the alt-right back when it was just called Southern yeah, Wrestling Fans. if you fans. didn't know that the alt-right was coming, you don't know anything about the Attitude Era. <laughs> you never saw the Mean Street Posse, who we'll be talking about yeah, next week. Don't worry. I hope you, I know you've all been wondering, hey, when are you guys cover, going to cover uh, Shane McMahon's friends next week? Um, you know why? Because this episode from our research, from my research, is going to be more of a stretch than the one we did on Reno from the Natural Born Thrillers. John, what's the best thing about the TNA era of Team 3D? They didn't get hurt very badly. I hate this era. That is good. I hate this era so much. I f- like they just fucked the Dudley boys up so much they shouldn't have been doing It's just so fucking Oh, it's just sad and boring and weird and boring and sad and boring and boring and boring and sad and boring and sad and boring and I don't care and I'm bored and fuck you. Yeah, it's kind of the thing where TNA for everyone's career, I think, is just like you have good matches. Like they let you do whatever you want in the ring, but the storylines are so bad that no one even cares about the great matches you're having. And that's every single wrestler's career in TNA. I think the best thing was um, 
I mean, probably the start where they're feuding with America's Most Wanted just because there was so much promise. That promise was immediately dashed. Like the the rap battle that Team 3D has. What's the worst thing about Team 3D? Um, all of it? I'm going to say Devon at this time period is the saddest of all of it. Well, Devon just doesn't ever know how to do another character. Devon also like he's never Devon also looks so bored. Like by 2006, like fucking Bully Ray's really trying to give it a go and he and then his tag team partner is just like ah, Okay, um Yeah. Are we, re- um, are we wrestling? Yeah, I'm Bubba and you're Devon. I get it. No, I am fuck you. I think that Team 3D was basically like Bubba had all these ideas, yeah. And then Devon was like, I want to hang out with my kids. And then Bubba was like, that's a great idea. We'll wrestle your kids. And he was like, no, that's not what I meant. He's like, sure it is. And then he got his kids in a storyline. <laughs> that's pretty much it. So we're done now. Thank you very much for our three-part on the Dudleys. Also, to bookend this episode... Keep tweeting at us for the Vince McMahon year-long episodes. I don't know what to do. We do one week on, one week off. So tweet in to decide if that's what we do. I'm heavily pushing for 52 weeks of McMahon. (laughs) People that have listened to this podcast for a very long time have asked me not to. (laughs) And I don't know. And I think the people who... Some of the people who are tweeting at us to do it just might want the world to burn. Yeah. They're just the Joker. Welcome you know? to this podcast, baby. Who knows? I'll Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we won't. We have... of a tangerine. I think we do the Vince McMahon for a year and then we just end the podcast and each other's lives at the end oh, of it. Oh, we're not going to make it through that year. The last thir- 20 weeks are just going to be cold, silent episodes with subtle dripping noises because we both cut each other's throats. <laughs> so next week as i said we're doing the mean street posse please follow us on facebook the wrestler review podcast twitter at wrestler review instagram at wrestler review we of course have a patreon last episode we put up was hard body harrison we'll have another sweet sweet pervert afterwards we're thinking about grizzly smith maybe for no, next month or next couple weeks or who I fucking don't knows I do. I'm only going to focus on his wrestling, so it's going to be really fun. And I'm not even—I'm a Grizzly Smith truther, so watch out for that. (laughs) Grizzly Smith is the—is so fucking awful. Just like, oh my god, what's awful about it? He's just taking what's his. What? Oh wait a minute! You grow your own food? You're supposed to just let all the other people have it? Off. What the hell are you talking about, John? Food. Good yeah. lord. Grizzly Smith had a little back garden. Yeah. A little pussy oh, big back garden. No. <laughs> That's a little back garden for pussy. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a couple nice tomatoes coming in. I, you know what I mean? <laughs> I hate Grizzly Smith. I also, it makes me hate Bill Watts even more. Because Bill Watts is clearly like, I'll tell you why I employ Grizz as my enforcer. Couple of reasons. One, he's very strong. Two, if the fans get to the wrestlers, then Grizz goes to their houses and <laughs> 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 What I'm trying to say 
is I once saw Grizz fucking 85-year-old so bad, her hip popped out. <laughs> I still, yeah. I use the... Billy Robinson will get you on a single leg, but Grizzly Smith will make your daughter commit suicide. Yeah. Here's the thing with Grizz. It's, oh, sure, B- Billy Robinson will break your jaw. Grizzly Smith will make it so your daughter can't even scream. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a sneak preview of that episode, I, am I guess. Bill Watts. I am a Christian man, and also I believe in employing pederists and making sure that their children know how to keep a secret. <laughs> I am the worst person in the world. Answer the question. Oh, uh, what hap- what would happen if Donald Trump's ego had sex with a cowboy hat and the knowledge that you're Jesus. You get me. I only buy Kruger ants and I only employ perverts of the highest order. Get me, Jim <laughs> Get me, Grizzly Smith. Yes, hello? Is Hardbody Harrison been born yet? He hasn't. When he gets here, send him to me. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Watts. We have more Bill Watts wrestling here. Who do we have? We have the ghost of Chris Benoit versus Hotbody Harrison, and the referee is, of course, Hitler. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mid South Professional Wrestling. Our first bout today is the concept of decency being shit on by a rude boy. <laughs> and they won't give it up. Thanks for listening, guys. Listen next week, Mean Street Posse. Yeah. Second match, Rabbi Smith versus Hitler. Rabbi Smith is, of course, just a hat, and Hitler is a man who's on steroids because Hitler is right. I'm Bill Watts.